So hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we will be chatting what's got us into rugby and what made us join Stour. We will also be chatting the best moments on and off the pitch, or our best moments on and off the pitch. And we will be recapping what our future aspirations are and what we hope to still get out of the game. So joining us today, my first guest is facilities manager, we're not injured, second row and back row player, and biggest chin in Stour, Phil Maddox. Welcome, Phil. Hmm. Hi, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so Dave, uh, me, um, and now it's my turn. Some of you who have only been at the club a few years may have heard of the legend that is Sonoff. The rest of us who've been around a bit longer will know him as Greg. Evening, Greg. Evening, Phil. And hosting us tonight is the one and only former coach, now player, Dave Howard. Thank you very much and welcome. Right, boys. So we might as well start on the first topic then, really. Um, how did you get into rugby and how did you uh, go about joining the it's club? It's very rude to not ask us how we are, at least. Well, <laughs> now go on, boys. How are you doing? How you been joining Rona? What's what's you know you going all right? Keeping safe? I'm I'm going very well. Um, some people might have seen that I've changed jobs in the middle of all of this as well. So working from home um, is always fun. Um, yeah, getting through, getting through is all I can say. Yeah, so um, Corona life hasn't really changed me much. You know, I, I only twitch twice a day now. Um, yeah, works works cracked on as normal for me. Um, yeah. Getting a bit bored of being at home when I am, but there you go. How's uh, how's life in the uh, in the prison, Dave? Well, yeah, I mean, I have to say, I didn't choose the isolation life. The isolation life chose me. Um, and uh, obviously, I, I'm kind of a prisoner in my own home. Um, I'm not allowed out, and uh, the wife beats me several times a day. Um, sorry, why, why aren't you allowed out, Dave? I mean, you could go for a walk, couldn't you? Well, uh, being high risk, I'm, I'm not allowed. I get told no and get locked it's in. It's the big thumbprint on his head. Yeah, yeah. The thumb comes down and I suppose you've got to obey, really. Happy wife, happy life. Excellent. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> right, boys. Move on. What got us into the club? What got us into rugby? Now, I, I think mine and Phil's story is going to be almost identical yeah. in that. So when we were at Starport High School, there wasn't a rugby team at Starport High School. And we put together a ragtag team. Um, first time they'd had a, a rugby team for like 10 years. And we kind of went from there. Um, it's really I don't really know what else to add to that other than... But the reason I joined Starport... As silly as it sounds, there was an advert in the newspaper. Right. And my mum went, oh, Greg, why don't you give that a go? And, yeah, I went down. Came apart of the furniture. Well, I mean, I, uh, yeah, like Greg says, same same deal for starting rugby in the first place. Uh, the only thing I relied to it is the fact when I was uh, at high school, I thought I was um, considerably bigger than I was thought that playing prop was, was the way forward for a, uh, a six-foot-tall rake. And needless to say, that went well in my first game. 
Did you snap like a rake? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, have you ever seen a human pretzel? That is, is, is almost literally what happened. Um, yeah, Stalfour. We we were the people who started that team. Felt quite responsible when in the first game, um, one of our old players, Wayne Cooper, snapped some poor kid's forearm. Oh, yeah. However, just, sorry, I, I'm going to jump in because I know we're going to go over, over favourite moments on a rugby pitch. And one of my favourite moments ever on a rugby pitch happened in that first game. And I don't really remember it, but Zach Smith caught the ball on the wing, ran backwards 20 metres, and then kicked the ball to where he started. Yeah. And was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, lads, just see that? Yeah. Um, so, Stalford, for me, was, was was very similar reason for Greg, really. Played at Kitty Carolians. Um, they weren't interested in the juniors. So, uh, I, Greg mentioned Stalford, and I went down at 17. Haven't looked back since. Well, I mean, possible regrets maybe in the fact that you can barely walk, move, or get through a day. Yeah, but massively. massively. <laughs> Phil's, um, Phil's got rugby reasons for that. I'm just fat. <laughs> I have to say, my, my reasons for getting into rugby ain't too dissimilar to yourselves. Um, going into high school, I unfortunately went into a high school with very high high rugby pedigree, and I definitely didn't fit that mould. Huh. That doesn't <laughs> sound like you, though. I, no, I know. I know. Would you believe it? And then um, my uh, PE teacher one day kind of cornered me and went, like, what are you doing Saturday? And I thought, this is weird. And I was <laughs> like, um, not a lot. Why? And he goes, like, you're playing rugby Saturday. Bring your kit. This is the club. I'll see you there at um, one o'clock. And I was like, um, okay, what, what are we doing? He goes, are you, were you playing? You're playing against um, some team of Leicester. I can't think of the hell it was. It's an away game. I'll see you then. And I was just like, um, okay, fair enough. So I uh, I turned up and I just remember <laughs> I played eight and I remember sitting in the game, uh, sorry, sitting in the changing room before the game and our coach said, right, this is Dave Boys, he's our new player. Um, give him the ball and he'll score every time. And I thought, mate, I don't even know what way I'm running. <laughs> and uh, literally got the ball at the back of the scrum. I just remember my flag going, are you going to run in or what? And I was like, ah, oh, bugger. And pretty much that, that was that's probably the height of my career because it's gone downhill from then, really. We, we were quite lucky at high school with the, um, the teachers we had, actually, in that sense. Obviously, we had Miss Madison, who was, uh, I think, the women's... Um, fullback at the time for Wales. Yeah. <clears throat> um, obviously at the time, um, I can't think of her name. Was playing. Um, was teaching at Budley, uh, who was England scrum half. Yeah. I can't think of her name. That. It's terrible. I can't think of her name. I mean, as the name drops, go. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, get worse. Yeah. You know. I'll watch but yeah, it was it, yeah, it was it was good to get. Do you remember? Do you remember getting that kit out of a storage fill, and that that horrible green and yellow and blue kit that we like took to tournaments and just never won a game. Yeah, it it was essentially coloured sandpaper, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Mm, yeah, I've got a picture of that still. 
Yeah. We have got a picture of that. It was um, a horrendous kit, if ever I've seen one. Did they uh, weigh a ton, like most? They did, yeah. And, and like Phil said, they they were rough as. You know, you'd, you'd get to the end of your game like, and you'd, you'd have like sores all over you from just wearing the top. Was, yeah. yeah. They're the best kits. Saw a drop of water and you'd suddenly put on top. Yep. <laughs> so... Um, so obviously you alluded to it earlier, Greg, but uh, obviously our favourite favourite rugby moment going off the pit. Um, I mean, starting us off there, m- my favourite moment I think I've ever seen on the pitch um, involved the one and only Ian Kilner. Oh God! And uh, it was yeah, it was in a classic Kilner thing of uh, taking a five minute rest on the wing, and his opposition winger was just stood there looking at him. And he went, no, no, mate, you, you don't want to mark me. You want to go more closer into the breakdown, go further in field. The ball's never coming to me. And, and this winger doesn't question it, doesn't doesn't think twice. He just moves and just goes virtually centre field. Naturally, ball goes wide to Ian. And it's the only time I think I've ever seen a player hysterically laughing <laughs> as they virtually walk over yeah, the I line. Remember that. And I just remember celebrating that try with tears and laughter running down my face because I just couldn't believe the winger moved. <laughs> and you'd see this poor guy's life just be like, oh my God, how did I fall for that? Um, and that was by far, possibly only closely seconded by Greg appearing at 15, <clears throat> selling the most outrageous dummy that I think the entire crowd and every player on the pitch mm, fell for yeah. and sprinting the majority of the pitch. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I tell you what, for, for the for the size I am and stuff, there are a few times when I think back, the dummies that I sold were great. Oh, it was outrageous. I mean, outrageous. Cipriani would be proud. The thing I don't get is when, if I were running at a big fella and he went to throw a dummy, well, it'd be a standard Genna situation, wouldn't it? Go to throw a dummy, come on, you're not going to pass it, be real. But for some reason, people thought you were going to pass it. Yeah, but the best bit is that there was times when he was the only one. There was nobody back. He was the sole person there. Why, as a prop, I don't know. But he was the sole person there. And they still fell for it and ran towards the flat, ran towards the corner as he threw the dummy. And you're like, I'm just, I'm just going to say, reading the game, mate. Absolutely reading the game. Magician, mate. The Carlos Spence of your generation. I do, I do, I do just think remember it a second team game. I can remember it now, but that second team pitch over the far end next to that big tree. Yeah, and I remember, I can't remember what happened, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure Rory was playing in the game, and Rory did one of his, you know, when he does his fake kicks and then goes past someone. Yeah, and I'm sure he did that, and I saw it, and I was, I don't join the club like the season before, and I thought, wow, that, that's really good, that is. <laughs> so the next time I caught the ball, I did a fake to kick and went past the player and thought, oh, it worked. So I faked the kick again, and the next player fell for it too, and I was like, oh my God, this is too easy. Like, <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe it actually worked. It just completed my feet. Speaking of, uh, speaking of fantastic kicks, my, uh, my favourite memory on the pitch, uh, and I, I know you would have said it, Greg, if you'd remembered it, um, was uh, taught to rugby. Taught to rugby involving uh, a certain legend that is uh, Jonas and an over the head back heel kick over the defensive line, sprint through, collect his own kick, score try. We didn't even bounce, did it? Nice. He um, actually caught it. 
I'm sure. I'm sure he flicked it over his head and actually caught it without it bouncing. To be honest with you, mate, after I saw the kick, uh, I got a little bit giddy. I was also considerably pissed. Um, yeah, and just got too excited. So, well, I had. I was about to say, oh, I hope he got dirty. I had a great view of that from oh. fly half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Well, uh, what what would be your favourite moment off the pitch, lads? What would you say? You know, off the pitch is really I mean, fun. Do you know what? Can I? Uh, can I start this with? I don't have one favourite memory off the pitch. I have something I, I, I classify as, as a group of memories, um, and it's Port and Stilton. Oh, I was going to say the same. Yeah, Port and Stilton. I mean, my first one, I don't really remember it. No, that's not true. The first one I remember because I turned up late and 20 odd bottles of port had gone down eight people um, by the time I got there. That was my nice. first. My, my first actual attended um, drinking. Port and Stilton. Uh, the only reason I remember what happened is because it got captured on my CCTV when I got home. For anyone who wants that, I've got it on my phone. Excellent. Good. <laughs> it can go viral quick. Um, I'm the same kind of thing like that. Um, the first ever time that we took took part in the um, Starport Cricket Club's um, five-a-side cricket, or six-a-side, I think it was. And they said, oh, you've got to be here for like 9 a.m., we were like, oh, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll get there for 9 a.m. I think it was like me, Roadkill, Kylie, Ad Whiten. Um, there, was, there was someone else. I can't remember who it was, though. And we got there at like 9 a.m. And they were like, oh, sorry, lads. Your first game's not till like 20 past 11. And so we just did Jager bombs for two hours. Um, wasn't, it, uh, wasn't it Zach Smith? I don't think it was, no. I think they had to give us a player in the end. But um, yeah, I, I remember I remember doing Jaeger bombs for about two hours, and then we had like f- four games in a row, and somehow we managed to make the semis. I don't know how. I mean, it was it was it was absolutely incredible, and and every time we had a game, I just remember I had that like I had like a paddling pool out, but it was like a re- one of the really good ones, and between games we were all just in the pool. I've seen pictures of this day. There are some immortal pitches going around. There, there are some. There were some absolutely brilliant moments in that day. Um, one being when Kylie went to jump into the pool, slipped over, um, knocked himself out. Gigantor Jamie Edwards comes along, thinks he's pretending, picks him up, throws him in the pool, <laughs> knocked out. Kylie, gets back, gets in the pool, picks him back up, thinking he's still taking the piss, punches him in the nuts, and then goes. Oh, were you actually out? Were you actually out cold? And Kyler's like, "What? What just happened? What just happened?" Oh, actually, uh, sorry. Go, going back to the moments on the pitch, do you remember a game away at Chadsley where Kylie unfortunately got knocked out in the game, and generally proceeded to spend the next fifteen minutes arguing and flat out refuse anyone who said he wasn't in Sydney. He just would not have it if he wasn't in Sydney. Yeah. And I remember walking him around the pitch going, mate, you're not in Sydney. And he, he, he was getting to the point where he actually wanted to fight about it. So he was like, I'm in Sydney, stop lying to me. I'm like, mate, you're in Chadley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, you're nowhere I mean, near to be said, they're very similar places. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, but both pretty oh, exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty spot. Beauty spot. Um, I have to say, my, my favourite moment off the pitch, do you remember the team meeting? 
where the team meeting was a usual, you know, trash meeting. People having a drink, chips going around, laugh, and then proceeding to chaos. And then we had two moments of just pure gold, which was uh, Chris Finney, <laughs> a.k.a. Baldwin Dancer, half a sandwich, who proceeded to tell us all you couldn't have half a sandwich. <laughs> I knew it was coming then. Writing calculations on paper to prove, and you're not just talking like drawing a sandwich. It was like proper algebra, the lot. Like he was trying to solve the Da Vinci Code as to why you couldn't have half a sandwich. And then when basically everyone kind of went, "No, mate, you're talking trash." He then had a ten minute argument again, funny <laughs> enough, with Kylie about World War Two, and his argument was, "You wasn't even there." But he said it was such conviction as if he was there and couldn't understand why you just like you just ended yourself. I miss, I miss Caesar. I miss him. It was just, oh, that was just I've, again. It was one of those moments where I struggled to breathe. I was laughing so hard. It was just eyes watering. Couldn't breathe. Praying it didn't get any funnier because my body couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. So, so, so with on on the pitch favorite moments, I thought we were doing favorite moments, including ourselves, our favorite moments about Ooh. ourselves. Um, so I didn't really think about other moments, but another great one, I think, a great one that comes to mind is um, a game against um, civil service at home, and I just remember we were attacking their five meter line, and th- there didn't seem too many options around. I just remember looking back down the pitch. And there was a fight, you know. I just remember saying to the ref, <laughs> "Oh, ref, ref, there's a fight, you know." You want to? And he went, "It's all right. The captains all the captains will sort it." To which I kind of went, "No, no, no ref, it, it is the captains. It's the captains in the middle of it." And it was road killing their captain just going out. I just remember it just turned to chaos, and that was the fight where I ended up on the floor with a top, my top pulled over me, and I was getting punched in the face through my top. And I just couldn't do anything about it because I couldn't see who was actually punching me. Is, uh, is that the same occasion when I was on the sideline, saw three guys laying into you with the, having pulled your top over your, uh, your face, pulled at least one of them off you, and then when you finally came, sort of managed to get to your feet, saw I was on the pitch holding one of them, and then punched me and pushed me off the pitch? Yeah, you shouldn't join us as a spectator. I'm sure it was awesome. I'm sure it was also that fight, um, that fight um, where I'm sure JC took on like three people and one of them had to go to the hospital. We broke a nose. I'm going to say now, 100%, if your top was over your head, <laughs> you're pushing him in. 100%. He took a cheeky one. Uh, it, was, it was still punching <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> what you did, Nick? The fight is finished. Phil just you, carrying on. What you didn't hear was me saying to their guy, look like I'm holding you. Look like I'm holding you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, hold, hold me back. Hold me back from oh. him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so we've great, obviously, guys, I mean, we've got some bloody amazing memories of, of what was. But moving forward now, like what 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 would be your aspirations when we're in the rugby now? I mean, Phil, you're broken. And, and Greg, you're contemplating coming out of retirement every time I speak to you. What, what, what are just the kind of hopes moving forward? I, I genuinely miss playing rugby. Um, it's been probably three seasons now since I last played. 
Um, I do genuinely miss getting on a rugby pitch and everything that goes along with it as well. Um, I think that's the thing. Like, I used to, I just used to love having 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 a laugh on the pitch as well. Um, I know, I know a lot of people take it very serious and things, but I always used to enjoy the banter on the pitch, and and that that's what I miss really. That that kind of that shit talk. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, and I, I do want to get back. Um, I think there's probably you know a few a few seasons left in me. Um, I don't I don't know where at the moment. Obviously, I'm I'm a bit far from from Starport now, but I, I do want to get back to it. That's good. You need to you need to get back. I mean, to my uh, my my sentiment is is essentially the same, except distance isn't the issue. So uh, last year, I I managed two games. Um, the years before, I managed five. So I'm kind of hoping this season I might get one in. I mean, if I get two in, I'm definitely winning it. Um, Don't forget, you are past it now. To be honest with you, mate, yeah. I mean, 30, it's all downhill from 30. I I remember that quote from from Steve Callaghan whilst he was throwing up before a game, saying to me, you'll be like this when you're 30. It's all downhill from there. It's it's not like that. It's not like that from front row. You start to peak when you hit 30. Well, I mean, let's see you peak then. Well, maybe you need to go back to playing prop, Phil. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 good call. I mean, if you have bolts out a bit. I, I mean, mean yeah. people, people are going to hate me for saying this, but <laughs> since <laughs> lockdown started, um, I've actually lost a lot of weight. So, uh, yeah, not looking forward to uh, not looking forward to getting. No, that's a lie. I'm absolutely looking forward to getting back on the pitch, but it's um, going to be painful. Having spoken to you both as well, I, I know obviously probably more so Greg than yourself, Phil, but you've both obviously talked uh, to me on several occasions about coaching and, and looking at it yeah. and doing your badges and kind of a future within it. Is that something you see yourselves doing soon? Is it something you kind of think, you know what, I still have a passion for that? Or is it something, you know what, it might be on the back burner for a little while? Um, I I would love to uh, I'd love to do coaching and I must admit, um, fortunately for me with work I, I may well have the opportunity. However, uh, with my commitments as clubhouse manager um, and being crippled most of the time, I do still want to play. So I'm focusing on playing and in my spare time I'm the facilities manager. So coaching isn't really an option for me at the moment. Um, if I do it, then it would probably be at work rather than at Starport. I mean, I, I always, I always enjoyed coaching. Um, I, it's something I probably will do in the future. I think um, it's it's one of those things that I, I I would do now, but I genuinely want to get back on the pitch myself instead. I'd rather be a leader on the pitch than off it at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I will definitely coach later in later in life. Well, I suppose more of yourself, you've got the, obviously on the, a young son as well. If he grows up like his old man and goes into rugby, kind of you've got the youth coaching and going through the ages with him as well to kind of earn your stripes. Hmm. That, would that be a, a goal? Well, I mean, you've just stunned him into complete silence. 
Maybe maybe it's maybe it's the the I shock know. of thinking that his his son could turn into him. I mean, he may have gone. <laughs> I think you bored him to sleep, mate. Sorry, Dave. I think I think he's gone. <laughs> Is this a bad time to suggest well, we'll, potential heart attack? We'll, we'll try. Is that appropriate or not? I'm not sure. No. But oh, Gre- Gregor's level. Where have you gone? <laughs> Sorry, talking to the wife. <laughs> just in the middle of a podcast. Just yeah. Right, Dave. You, you said it, mate. Happy wife, so, happy life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't complain. So the, 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 the all question was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll cut we'll that. We'll cut really cool, um, so having a young going through the youth age groups, coaching him is kind of the, the goal. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, I, I can think of a lot of great coaches I had when I was playing junior rugby. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't mind giving it a go. Um, I think uh, I think you have to kind of earn your stripes a bit, and I wouldn't go straight into sort of coaching uh, seniors. Um, I think certainly I would. I think I think if you go into coaching um, with sort of the under under sixteen kind of age, I think you're you're almost at a senior level. Then you're, you're getting you're getting players that are starting to peak physically, um, and but you're not quite at that stage where. They're full on seniors. I think I'll, I'll, you know, I'll probably start there and eventually will sort of move up. Yeah, it's a great age to get into as well because you've got the, as you say, the peak of development and, and you can really kind of see them blossom into hopefully senior. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think every club needs that age group as well because that, that, you know, that's like you say, those are the players that are going to be your next first team players in the next couple of years. Well, probably not next couple of years, but, you know, within five years, you're hoping they're going to start, you know, moving into the first team. Well, I mean, you think 17, 17 years oh, old yeah. as a back, you can be, or anywhere in the front row, you can be in the senior. So there's nothing that says you couldn't be, you couldn't be teaching yeah, the yeah. seniors of the next year. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right, boys. Um, that's us for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, been fantastic chatting to you. Absolutely, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. I sincerely hope can't to wait to get back on the beers. You mean? <laughs> yeah. All right.